And we are live. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Matthew Paris Show. I'm your host, Matthew Paris. I hope everybody's had a great week. Um, it's the weekend. I hope everybody's having a good time. Uh, we're having another episode. This is episode three at the Matthew Paris Show. But I have a special, very special guest with me today. Let's welcome Bo Crouch. How you doing, Bo? Good. Thanks for having me on, man. Absolutely. And uh, tell us what what you what do you do? Uh, so for me, uh, you know, football talk with Bo, right? So we, uh, we talk a lot of NFL, uh, some college, but, uh, mostly NFL and, um, you know, I, I played football until I was 30. So I played uh, pro arena ball. Um, so I do have a little bit different, uh, viewpoint than I, you know, your average fan, but, um, you know, my podcast was basically to get me back closer to the sport because at this point 42 my uh last time lacing them up was quite a while ago <laughs> well there you go there you go well uh that's awesome you played arena football uh who'd you play for i played for the ogden knights and the aifa okay so, excellent excellent yeah you fun. guys have any uh, any opportunities to go all the way when that uh, in arena nah, in arena we didn't uh when i played semi-pro i did win a ring okay so, very good yeah. very good congratulations on that one yeah thank you yeah always always cool to get a ring right that's right. Yeah. Do you, uh, do you miss, uh, lacing them up? Only every on? day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I always, I always laugh when, uh, you hear guys, you know, on TV, whatever analysts and they're like, Oh yeah, I don't miss it. I left everything out there. They're so full of crap. Like it, if your body could hold up to it, you'd lace them up tomorrow. And you may not want to do all of the prep items, but game day, you would absolutely walk back out there. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I played football all my life too. I played for like seven years straight. I played in middle school. I played in high school. I wasn't big enough to uh, play in college. I maybe a D two or a D three school, but I went to a D one school. I went to Texas Tech. Oh, okay. so um, yeah, I was a Red Raider during the uh, you know Cliff Cliff Kingsbury was a uh, was the quarterback my freshman year, and he was a senior. So I got to see him play a little bit. That's but. Cool. Um, but yeah, no, I I loved I love playing football. I you know I'm I've been coaching for about 14 years. I was a coach in Austin. I recently moved back to Houston, so um, I and I had parents come up to me and say, you know, should my kid play tackle football? Should he not? And I I always said no. They should play tackle football. They'll learn a lot from it. You know that they because in life <laughs> in life you get knocked down and then you get back up, right, Bo? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, yeah. So what uh, what age group do you uh, do you coach? I coached uh, almost every age group. I coached oh, okay. uh, from kinders all the way up till about high school. Oh, nice. So I, I mean, got a little bit of everything. The, kinders are funny because um, the, the gear is so much bigger than the kids that mm -hmm. uh, the, the collisions are the funniest things to watch. <laughs> they are. They are. I mean, they don't know the fundamentals yet. You know? No, it, it is. It, it It's literally just like. <laughs> yeah. 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 It, it is the best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah just run into each other yep don't worry about don't worry about wrapping up don't worry about uh driving the person to the ground or even blocking you know try you know try and teach you to block and stuff like that it's kind of <laughs> yep yep no so. that is uh that, that is some funny stuff and then you know obviously on the high school end you're starting to get some some talent out there so yeah yeah yeah, in the high school, and you know, as you know, the older you get, or you see them go up, and you see the you can see the talent of wow, that guy might go somewhere, might yep. play college ball at least, or you know, this this guy, you know, he tries his best, he's got all the heart in the world, but his athletic ability is just not there yet. That's kind <laughs> of fun to watch. It's almost like you're a scout too, you know. Mm -hmm. So, 
All right. Uh, so let's talk. Uh, let's let's veer off football for a minute, and we'll get back to that because I sure. want to talk to you about the Seattle Seahawks. That you're from the uh, great city of Seattle, and we'll talk a little bit about the Texans since I'm from the great city of Houston. And um, but right now, let's talk about the College World Series. Have you been, have you been keeping in uh, touch with the College World Series at all? So not a ton, but only because I'm in the middle of moving. So it gotcha. um, it. I, I just drove 3,000 miles to get here. So uh, as you can imagine, the last uh, week and a half, uh, I, I haven't seen a lot of sports. <laughs> oh, I see it. I got you. I got you. Well, the College World Series is going on right now. Uh, yesterday's games, we had uh, Virginia versus Florida. We had two games. We had Virginia versus Florida, and then we had um, TCU versus Oral Roberts. Oral Roberts is the Cinderella club of this College World Series. Both really good games, Bo. Really okay. good games. They both came down at the wire, came down to the ninth inning. This is the first time in uh, College World Series, men's College World Series history, that we actually had a team, both teams, win the game that were trailing in the eighth inning. And that's that's actually impressive. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so Oral Roberts ended up beating TCU, which was a surprise because I think TCU was picked to win that game. Uh, TCU, TCU was up at one point, uh, five to three. And then Oral Roberts, I think came back and won six to five. So they play in the winner's bracket. Uh, TCU has been knocked down. They play today in the loser's bracket. I think it gets Virginia, uh, which answered my, my next question, Bo, uh, Virginia and Florida. That was a seesaw of a match. Uh, went back and forth. Uh, Virginia was ahead and then Florida was ahead. And then as the innings went, Virginia went back ahead. Florida ended up winning uh, the game, but they also hit two home runs, I think, in the ninth inning to win that game. And then all of a sudden, this uh, they got a base hit. It was bases loaded. Uh, Florida got a base hit. This guy from Florida got a base hit, and the guy came in, sacrificed. So that was the, that was the win right there. So two good, really good games. That's that's rough on their closer to be yeah. up and then give up a couple of dingers at the end. Yeah, yeah. So that that uh. That kind of reminds me. I want to ask you this question: Have you ever had any close uh, games where uh, where you wanted to, uh, where you felt like, "Wow, that, that's, that, uh, that one hurt." Um. Yeah. You know, it, it's funny though because it um, like they they hurt, but you like the game better. Um, yeah. You know, I, I always like a close game, win or lose, over a blowout, either direction. Right. Mm-hmm. Obviously, if you're getting blow out, blown out, it sucks. Like there's, there's, there's no upside to getting blown out of a game. But right. even if you're blowing someone out, it also isn't like it's if it happens once, you're just like, yeah, you're you're jacked. Right. But like if it if it happens a few times, you're just like, OK, like. We want yeah. a little more competition here. Right. So right. I, if you lose right <laughs> at the end of a game, I mean, I don't it, it sucks to lose, but you kind of, you respect that other team more. Right. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I Losing hurts. Like I've, I've, I've never yeah. been a fan, right? Like you, you're there. No. It, it's the old uh, Herm Edwards, right? You're, you play to win the game. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. And we let them off the hook, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> we all, that's a classic, uh, classic uh post talk right there with the press <laughs> oh yeah absolutely so um yeah no i agree with you bo i think you know they all hurt i've certainly been there i remember um back in middle school we had a great team we won every game and then we lost a district title game we lost the very uh, last one 
Brutal. But I think here's the reason why, Bo. Here's the reason why I think um, is that we uh, we went in there very we went in there confident, but we also went in there very relaxed. You ah. know, we kind of thought we went we won every game. We got this. The title's ours, and you can't think like that. You can't. And and when we were <laughs> losing at halftime, we tried to get ourselves motivated back after you know after our coach was yelling at us and everything. We tried to get ourselves motivated back to to think, you know, in, in the gladiator style. Mm-hmm. But it's very hard to do once you get into that that rhythm of, oh, we got this. We got this. You know, I mean, don't you agree on that? Oh, for sure. And, I mean, you also were the bulletin board material for that other team. And yeah. they would have seen the fact that you guys came out somewhat nonchalant. And, you know, in a championship game, both teams are good. So you don't need to give them any extra fuel, Right. Right. Uh, it's why I always laugh when you see players that are, you know, talking a ton before a game. It's like, ah, man, I, I wouldn't do that, especially like the week preceding, because that gives them time to really just be amped up to take you down. Um, yeah. So, yeah, no, it's. Uh, oh, 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 there we go. There we go. You froze screen, for a minute. Yeah. Screen went black for a sec. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. I don't know why. All kinds of technical stuff today, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, it's um, you you definitely yeah you definitely don't need to give them any extra fodder, and if you come in flat, uh, yeah, it's a good way to get beat. Yeah, yeah, totally, I agree. Um, so yeah, so going back to the College World Series real quick, I think we have Virginia and uh, and TCU today in the uh, losers bracket round. So I think that game starts, at, I think, at noon. So anybody who's watching this, want to watch, turn on your television, watch the game. It should be a great game. Uh, then we have the winner's bracket, I think, later tonight. Uh, let's move on real quick. Uh, Bo, we got to talk about something that I think most people don't know about, which is the World Cup, the FIBA 3-on-3 basketball World Cup happened recently. Um, so it was the USA versus these other countries. The winner of the gold medal round gets the gold medal and gets the uh, punches their way into the uh, Olympic qualifying round for the uh, for the games for the summer games. Um, I was watching a little bit of it. Uh, congratulations to the United States women's team, basketball three on three basketball team. They won. Uh, they beat France in the final. They got their ticket all the way to the qualifying round into the Olympics. Uh, they won the gold medal. Our men's team made made the final, but we lost to uh, Serbia. So, you know, congratulations to them. I think they're still going to go, though, because they got the silver medal. Mm. So um, I was going to say, how many of them qualify from that? I think it's the top three. Okay, the top three countries. So, yeah. So congratulations to the United States of America, three on three basketball teams, both men's and women's. Uh, uh, It's going to be great. Uh, Good luck in the qualifying round of the uh, the Olympics. And let's let's get there. Let's get to those uh, summer games when they happen. Mm hmm. Uh, any any thoughts on that, Bo? Uh, I mean, you, you expect them to be good at basketball, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, that's one of the sports, uh, you know, in the Olympics that when when you don't medal out, yeah. it, it's a disappointment, right? Like it's it's not one of those. It's hockey. You're hoping they're there. I mean, it's basketball. They've dominated basketball. Mm-hmm pretty much forever. So you expect them on every level to, you know, be able to perform. Uh, I mean, if you lose in the championship game, I I mean, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. um, But like, if they would have missed the qualifying, obviously that would have been a huge letdown. Oh, huge, huge. Yeah. And um, 
excuse me. Um, the uh, watching the men's final uh, was interesting because it was close the whole time. Mm-hmm. It was 1919. They play for 10 minutes. It's a constant uh, play. Although once you make a shot, you have to start behind the three point line to go back again. But the referee doesn't blow the whistle or anything that says, okay, let's let everybody uh, set up again. No, it keeps going. It's uh, it's constant. Um, they play for 10 minutes straight and, and they play till 21. Now, if you can't hit 21 and the 10 minute clock runs out, then whoever is that has the highest lead gets to win the game um you also have a 12 second shot clock because it's half court so you have to really move fast and get and get the ball going you know it's interesting and 3l3 now is is an olympic sport (laughs) it's interesting that that how many things have become olympic sports and we still don't have football (laughs) i know know. how how do you feel about that i'm not not a fan like I, i i've thought that it should be a you know an Olympic sport for years. Now, obviously there's that, that sets some countries up for, you know, not exactly mm-hmm. the, the most fair fight. Right. Um, yeah. you know, just because stature wise, they're, you know, smaller humans. Right. So, right. um, if you're coming up against an NFL team where you're, you're, you know, your, your front guys are six, five, three fifty. you know, if you were playing, Korea or something that's probably not going to be a great matchup, right? <laughs> I mean, right. similar to yeah. you know when you watch that happen with rugby teams and stuff like you know it's it, it you end up with a Tongan team going and absolutely destroying somebody. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, it's uh, it. I do think that it should become an Olympic sport, and hopefully it does at some point. But um, it, it definitely needs some growth in the game. I. Mm. I think if they actually get a team over in Europe, which, you know, they've really been kind of making strides to doing, um, you might see it become an Olympic sport if they can grow the game to more of a global platform. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree, Bo. It's uh, I had a guy on here one time. Uh, he was from the UK and he was a big Dallas Cowboys fan. And he uh, he said that the NFL, that's why they have the London games. Yep. Um is growing in leaps and bounds. Uh, and I said, for which team? He said, for every team. Like, he, yep. he goes, Matt, the Houston Texans have their fair share of fans out here. Mm-hmm. You know, the Seattle Seahawks have their fair share of fans out there. They said, no, it is growing. There's talks of a uh, of possibly putting a uh, an NFL team in London. Mm-hmm. Like, what, what, do you, what do you think about that? I mean, at this point, they're playing, you know, what six six games a year over in europe so it i mean that's basically a a full almost a full home schedule anyway um Mm -hmm. and it would probably almost make sense for them if they weren't doing an expansion to just put the jaguars over there because the jags play over there twice a year anyway yeah and i mean at that point you might as well make it their (laughs) home team um but uh you know, obviously Jaguar fans probably wouldn't be super stoked about watching their team uh, disappear, but it, it looks like they're kind of shoving that team on London. Um, Cause you know, again, they've been over there a couple times every year, whereas everybody else is kind of just sprinkled in. Yeah. So um, I, I think this year, one of their home and one of their away games are there. So, okay. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, if they could do, if they could do a team there and, especially if they were going to do an expansion, if they did a team there and then they did a team um, 
you know, say like Mexico City, something like that, because then it's also easy time time zone changes for, you know, here in the US and it's not a longer flight than if you were to fly West Coast to East Coast. So it's not not, not that big of a deal. Um, but there is a huge fan base down in Mexico as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was uh, when I was down there, I was going to try and watch the Niners cards game last year. And uh, I ended up missing it because I'm dumb and wrote the wrong date down. But uh, I had <laughs> hey, you know uh, what? It happens. It happens. It does, it happens all. It does. <laughs> well, I had uh, I had NFL Game Pass down there so I could watch all the games. Mm-hmm. And there was an early ticket release for um, people that had Game Pass. And mm-hmm. so I wrote it down on the wrong day. So I was, I was going to be able to get tickets to it before they went on sale to the public, which awesome. Um, so the next day when I had the date written down, I call up and the entire like hundred thousand capacity sold out in like two hours. Oh, really? The entire stadium was sold out by the time I called them the next morning. Oh, wow. Insane. So they definitely have a fan base to, you know, if they wanted a team there, uh, obviously if you were able to put, you know, one or two in, London, you know, because they do move stadiums around, right? Mm-hmm. They don't play in the same stadium every time. They don't, uh, no. I know Germany really showed out when the Hawks went and played there. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there there's a lot of fans in Europe. So, if they really do kind of push to make that happen, uh, I mean, the fan base is there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. No, those games, those games are always sold out. Mm-hmm. I think they play at Wembley Stadium a couple yep. times. So yeah, and and that and the other guy was telling me, yeah, no, it's like sold out within two hours. Oh so, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Jaguars play there a lot. They go over there and play there a lot. Yep. I wonder if those one of those guys feel that jet lag though going over there during the game. You know? Yeah, of the I mean, time difference. You know, I think that's actually why they have um, like the Jags. I believe play back to back weeks over yeah. there this year. So I think it's. <coughs> designed to allow them to get over that jet lag i know they fly out um unlike most games where they end up flying out kind of close to like the day before the game or two days before the game whatever when it's domestic uh when they're going there they basically fly out the first part of the week and they Mm -hmm. do all of their normal prep over there to kind of get acclimated to it and if i remember right most of them have either their bye week or something after it to kind of help them get back just yeah so i think it'll probably uh if they do something over there they'll probably have two teams so that they can kind of play each other in the beginning before you know a lot of bye weeks happen just to Mm -hmm. not you know hurt teams by having a long flight basically a short week at that point uh you know so there's some logistics they have to work out but i could definitely I could definitely see them uh, adding adding the Europe team. I don't know what's going on with my computer here. No, it's it's all right. Yeah, you froze a couple of times, so but I could hear you good. Oh, okay. I hear you just fine. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. No, that's that's uh, that's interesting. Yeah. No, it's a good point. They uh, they'll play. Yeah, two weeks there. So that means they'll have their practices there, yep. and then they'll come back and kind of readjust to uh, to the time zone, different times. Excellent. The um, so let's talk about the uh, draft picks real quick. Oh, how yeah. did uh, how did the Seahawks do with their drafts? It was good. It, it was a good draft. They they went a little bit different route than I thought they were going to. Um, yeah. I really thought they were going to go edge rush uh, with that first pick at number five, but yeah. 
what they what they did in free agency made it so that that was less of a requirement. Um, so if you watched much Seahawks last year, they um, <clears throat> everybody could run on them, right? Uh, yeah. They couldn't stop anything up the middle. It was uh, frustrating to watch. So in free agency, they ended up bringing in um, two defensive linemen, um, two linebackers, a safety, um, and then to help out their own running game because they really had a hard time opening holes up the middle. Also, um, mm -hmm. they brought in a nose tackle. And then in the draft, because they were able to get those pieces before the season or, you know, before the draft started, then they were able to focus on adding another corner, um, getting another running back, uh, which, you know, is definitely needed for the Hawks. They have a real tendency to not have a running back make it through the season. They actually yeah. haven't had a starting running back that started week one, finished the season, not on IR since 2014. So um, picking up another running back was obviously a, a, a huge benefit to them. Um, and then ultimately a little bit later in the draft, they did pick up some more edge rushing. Um, they ended up getting uh, another uh, center and a guard uh, to help out on the interior of the line. So they, they definitely made some really smart moves in this draft. Um, so if, if any of those guys can hit the way that last year's draft with the tackles and obviously Woolen and Walker, um, it, it'll, be a, it'll be an impressive team. They, they probably still don't win their division. Uh, the Niners are definitely the mm -hmm. better team, but uh, they would get another return as a wild card in the playoffs, I would think. Okay, excellent, excellent. Yeah, uh, of course I'm from Houston, so I got I got to mention the Texans too. Uh, Texans won draft. only three games. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they had a good draft. That was uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was no, it was great. We had uh, we got Will Anderson, Bam, a guy under under the Nick Saban uh, for our linebacker, which is good. We stacked the defense a little bit. Lovey Smith in last year's draft when we had him as a head coach just mm -hmm. focused mostly on defense. It, it makes sense. He's a defensive guy, you know. Yeah. Um, I was like, but buddy, I was like, you need some receivers too. Need, I mean, if they still score more than us, we still lose the game. Exactly. So, and that's what D'Amico's and uh, our GM Nick Cesario did. It was, uh, you know, we got Will, we got Tank Dell as our receiver. He came from U of H. He's a Cougar. The guy can run fast. I remember a couple times watching him in highlights on the news over here in Houston, mm -hmm. and he's amazingly fast runner. I was like, that guy should be running track. Also, he should be a two sport guy. You know, um, and then of course we got our big, uh, big quarterback in CJ Stroud from Ohio State. What, what do you, what are your thoughts on uh, the Texans' uh, draft picks? Uh, it, it was a good draft. It was a good draft. Yeah. Um, I mean, the the only issue with the Texans is they had so many holes. Um, yeah. I think they take a big step forward. They're still not going to be. They're not going to be competitive for the playoffs this year. I think yeah. they're at least a year away from that. But um, but filled some really major holes. And there were a lot of games that you guys were close in mm -hmm. that they just couldn't close out. And I think having a little bit better quarterback play um, and, you know, a little bit better protection for him, stuff like that, uh, mm -hmm. it's definitely going to be beneficial. But, you know, like I say, I, I think you're a year away from really being in contention for a wild card spot or anything like that. I, I, I would imagine they're going to be somewhere in the seven or eight win team. So, mm -hmm. but 
based on you know last year that that's a huge year over year upgrade yeah no it is i mean the last couple of years when we won three games we uh that whole debacle with deshaun watson you know <laughs> that came out um yeah. with the with the harassment charges and everything with the with the masseuse and everything um and then we tra- and then he he said he didn't want to play for the texans anymore sat out a year we drafted uh davis mills he played yeah. and you know Honestly, I was a big uh, defender of Davis Mills for a while because people in Houston were like, he's throwing high, he's, you know, throwing picks and stuff like that. I'm like, well, guys, he's a rookie. You know, let's let's calm down here. He started doing that the second year, and I was like, I can't defend you anymore, man, if you're going to keep doing that. <laughs> I was like, you should get some sort of sense of how the game is played now in Absolutely. the NFL. Absolutely. So, uh, so now we have, so now we have our next franchise quarterback, and there's been a lot who's supposed to be our franchise quarterback, uh, <laughs> CJ Stroud. So um, I heard he's doing well in the mini camps. I heard he's doing well. Uh, he's not letting Nick Cesario and D'Amico Ryan's is not letting him talk to the press. I don't know why about that. I mean, what 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 do you think since you played uh, professional football? Yeah. Why do you think that? I mean, it it really depends on. It, it depends on how it is he talks to the press. I would imagine some of that is, um, you know, he's young, right? Yeah. So they may be kind of protecting him from himself, but they've also said that there is a open quarterback, right? Uh, competition. Yeah. And so by not having either one of them really do press conferences, it, it's kind of underlying that fact. They're like, no, we don't have a guy, right? Because if it's somebody talking to the press, even if it's misconstrued, people would yeah. look at it as, oh, that's the guy because he's the one that's talking to the press. And so by doing this, you're sort of keeping that competition, you know, viewed as a competition from the outside also. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's interesting because the press is even asking Nick and, and D'Amico, like, why can we not talk to this guy? You know, what's going on with him? And D'Amico, D'Amico's always said, we drafted other other players, guys. Talk to them for a little while. You know, sure. don't just focus on C.J. Stroud the whole time. Um, that's always been his his answer with everybody. Um, but from what I heard is that he actually is. He's moved up to first string, taking the snaps now with uh, Davis Mills. The Texans did uh, uh, come back with uh, Case Keenum, which leads me to my next question, Bo. Who starts for the Texans in the regular season, not in the preseason, but the regular season? Do you think it's Case Keenum? Do you think it's Davis Mills? I don't think it's C.J. Stroud. I think they bring him in at like the third or fourth game, give him some snaps in the second half. But who who, who starts for Texans quarterback? Yeah, so I would imagine it's Davis Mills. Yeah. Uh, Case Keenum is your at this point, right? He he's that that veteran. He's that adult in the room. He's a good mentor, uh, but you know what he is, and yeah. so he's not your starting guy. Um, he's a good backup, good leader. I mean, you know, so great to have around the team. Um, but I would imagine it's probably going to be Mills to start. I feel like it would be a mistake to shove Stroud <coughs> out there immediately. Um, plus, if you do. You, you can't put that genie back in the bottle, right? So yeah. it's uh, it's a scenario where if he comes out and he's terrible, you are viewed horribly because you're like, oh, you forced him out there and now we can't 
take him back and whatever. And if you start with Davis Mills and he struggles, then it's easy to please the fans by like, okay, like he's, he's, you know, playing like he did last year. Let's go ahead and roll out the kid. And it also lets him see a couple of games where you can kind of see how the NFL works and the speed of the NFL, because you're not going to get to see that until you're in game. Right. Because at this point, they're not really allowed to do high contact uh, OTAs and preseason workouts really anymore. You get Mm -hmm. you get fines and you lose draft picks. And, you know, the Seahawks ended up having that happen to them tons of times because they're too physical uh, in, you know, preseason, which is hilarious to me because I I feel like this sport is designed to be physical. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, but the rules for, you know, preseason and everything are 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 what they are. So they don't get real game time speed really until week one. Even preseason yeah. isn't really quite quite the same. It's not. You're right. You're absolutely right, Bo. I mean, you know, you and I have been there. It's uh, preseason. I tell everybody in preseason, we could win every game in preseason, but they're lonely. They're lowering the roster. Exactly. They're, fi- they're figuring out who's going to make the team and who's not. Yep. Um, you know, Damian Pierce, our running back, had a great preseason. Everybody in Houston thought this is going to be our next breakout star next to Arian Foster. And, of course, he, he slowly progressed in the in the season, in the regular season. Um, he started out bad, though. I mean, a couple of carries, maybe 20 yards. That's about <laughs> it, you know, which is not good at all. But then he got progressively better. Uh, Davis Mills, I felt like, did the same thing. He got sort of progressively better as as time went on. But the thing is, you need to be consistent throughout in order to win some games here. For sure. And I do I think, think I think your offensive better. line play got better as the year went. Yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, obviously helped a lot. Yeah. And then, of course, we uh, we drafted Juice, who's one of our big linemen, who's just dominated. He dominated in college. Um so I'm excited for the Texans. I my one of my questions was, and you already answered this, was uh, how many games do you think the Texans are going to win? You said yeah. seven or eight. Yeah, I say about six. And you're right. I agree with you. I don't think they go to the uh, playoffs right away. Um, mm-hmm. But I but it's uh, going to be uh, progressively just. It's going to get better. The only way they can go is up. You know, they can't go any further down. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. So, yeah, yeah no, I, it, it, there's a lot of things about the Texans that, you know, you look at it and you're like, okay, they finally made some moves in the right direction. So yeah. you, you kind of feel good for their franchise. You're like, okay, they, they have something to kind of be excited about. Cause the last mm-hmm. couple of years, there hasn't been anything to be excited about. Yeah. Like you yeah. saw the team they were rolling out and you're like, well, guess we get the number one pick <laughs> yeah, exactly halfway through it you're like all right let's play for the number one pick now let's just lose all our games yeah <laughs> pretty much well you know and it was funny because some of the games that you guys should have got just you know blown out of you played really well right i mean yeah. you almost took down the cowboys which when you're comparing roster to roster uh they should you guys shouldn't have been in that game at all uh, yeah. so to take it down to the last second, awesome, right? Awesome game. Yeah. Um, and, and, and they had a couple of those, uh, during the season that were, uh, you know, a narrow loss. And I think with CJ Stroud in there, um, you probably end up winning one or two of those. Mm-hmm. So, and then there were some games that, you know, obviously you guys just won, which, uh, you know, right. Got, got to have some of those, but 
I, I think that you won't have some of the letdowns later in the season that you did this last season with CJ Stroud. Uh, if he plays right off the bat, he's going to lose some games in the beginning uh, just because he's going to get lit up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as you know, I mean, the NFL is totally different in college. Everybody is a professional at their spot. That's why they're there. You know, exactly. everybody's fast. And I think somebody like a Vince Young found that out quickly where, oh, no, I can't outrun everybody like I, I could in college. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, yeah. that, that's the biggest difference, right, is in college you're going to go up against a team that probably has, you know, the best teams have two or three All-American uh, you know, NFL level talent guys mm-hmm. and you get to the NFL and they have 53 all Americans, you know, and half of, over half of them never even touched the field. So yeah. I mean, they're yeah. all good. And that's why yeah. I would say, Oh, the, the game is much faster. It's like, well, yeah, because everybody is that top 1% at their position. Yeah. I mean, even the lineman who's, who can run, who's about 400 pounds, can run a pretty good 40, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, which is <laughs> yeah I know. Yeah. You got that dude coming at you. Yeah. So, and even for a rookie, someone likes a CJ Stroud. Um, mm-hmm. You know, those guys are gunning for him. They're going to be like, welcome to the NFL, buddy. Absolutely. Like, I'm going to hit you. So, absolutely. They're like, <laughs> I don't know how say anymore where you were looked at as, as the king on the field. <laughs> yep. Yep. Nope. They, they, those first couple of hits that they get, whoever hits them isn't even worried about that 15 yard penalty and fine. They're like, Oh no, I'm let, let me welcome you. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And that's the thing with rookie quarterbacks and, and just, are just rookie anything like I'm going to hit this guy. Yeah. yeah. So absolutely. That's how you ended up with Sam Darnold seeing ghosts, right? They were yeah. coming after him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, let's talk about the Seahawks real quick. Yep. So you said maybe a wild card, wild card spot for the Seahawks. Yeah, that, that seems about right. I So the team should be a lot better this year as a complete team. So the offense was a top five scoring offense for most of the season. Uh, yeah. And then guys started getting hurt and, you know, they dropped off of that. But uh, the biggest thing was, was they were a bottom three defense really all year. And yeah. that's the, that's the biggest concern. So for them to spend as much effort and money uh, fixing that, you know, especially the front seven on the defense, that's going to be huge moving forward. Because if you don't have a big step back in the offense and you like, it, it's not going to be Legion of Boom type, you know, defense, but yeah. if it could not be the 29th ranked defense and be, you know, somewhere between 13 and 16, then a couple of those games that were close are now wins because you're actually getting some stops. You're getting the ball back in Gino's hands who, you know, protects the ball fairly well, right? Like they don't, ex- they don't expect him to push the ball down the field. He does a lot of short to medium range passes. They're going to lean heavy into the run because they get Walker back. And now, you know, they have, uh, they have their draft pick also. Um, so I think it'll be rather than a nine win season last year, I think there'll be a 10 win. So although they'll be a lot better in certain areas, mm-hmm. you still have a really tough schedule coming up because they play Dallas. They play the Eagles. They play the Niners twice. Yeah. Uh, they probably lose one of the games to the Rams because somehow the Rams beat them. Even if they 
have a, you know, guys from target on the field. I don't, I don't really know how that works, yeah. but uh, it, so there's some, there, there's some losses in there that are, you know, pretty much a foregone conclusion. Like you can do, they have a chance obviously, but um, you know, do I think that the Eagles roster is better? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's why they were in the Super Bowl. Um, yeah. Do I think Dallas's roster is better? Uh, if they play them before December, then yeah. If uh, if they play them in December, then I think uh, you know a college team could beat them because oh, yeah. somehow Dallas forgets to play football in December. Um, <laughs> so you know, it's um, it, there's some losses on there that uh, wouldn't have been there last year, just because last year you had an easier schedule in the way that you played the uh, NFC South, where nobody wanted to win that division. Yeah. Um, now, granted, they lost all four of those games somehow, but. Um, you know, so it, the the schedule is enough harder that I think it really only equates to one more win year over year. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, how do you feel about uh, Pete Carroll? Uh, in, in what aspect? <laughs> well, when when he was when he when he was coaching, uh, you know, Seattle and stuff like that. Like, like, do you feel like he was the guy at the at the time, or do he still is the guy, or what? No, I, I mean. I, he, he's still the guy. I, I would yeah. say that last year really proved that he's still the guy. Yeah. Um, you know, most of the uh, sport, sports world were thinking that the Hawks were going to be a, you know, two or three win team, number one overall pick contender type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have them that bad. I, I picked them as a seven win team. So they, um, you know, outperformed what I thought they were going to be too. But yeah. I mean, it was really a testament to what Pete and John have been able to build there because they've been able to still get into the playoffs um, with the talent they had. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and amazingly they were able to do it with one of the worst defenses in the league and they still got into the playoffs. So, I mean, that uh, I I would say that is a huge Testament to coaching. Mm -hmm. The thing that's going to be interesting moving forward is at this point, uh, what Pete is 71, 72. I think he's 72. I think Uh, he's 72. So, his contract comes up at the end of the 24 season. And so does uh, John Schneider's. So now it makes sense. Some of the moves they're making because they're in a win now situation. Cause I don't know that, uh, that Pete Carroll comes back, right. Because he'll be yeah. 74 by the time the uh, contract is up. I don't yeah. know if he's going to want to still coach then. And I know that John Schneider last time their contracts came up, kicked the tires on, a couple other teams. Uh, so, you know, he may be ready to move on from the Hawks. Uh, Carol may be ready to, you know, to hang it up. So yeah. I, I feel like there's a lot of emphasis over these next couple of years to, if you're going to win, we got to win now. Yeah. Well, I gotta tell you, Bo, that Legion of Boom defense, amazing to watch. Amazing oh, yeah. to watch. I mean, they tore it up. Absolutely. It was Sherman and everybody. You're just like, Wow. Well, oh, that's it, defense right there. For for me, I was a defensive player, and so I I loved that that entire defense came to hit, like uh-huh. they they came to remove your soul from your body. Like it was, <laughs> it was yeah. awesome watching. You know, because Sherman liked to hit. Cam Chancellor wanted to blow your helmet off. Um, Earl Thomas, you know, not a huge guy, but he was so fast that when he did come across the field and hit you. I mean, you knew about it because he was a missile coming in. Uh, And then Brandon Browner, you know, who was a a key component of that defense at the time, um, you know, 
you knew he was going to get a couple of penalties for holding and stuff. But mm-hmm. if someone caught something on his side, he, he was there to decleat him. Like he, he was, he was going to hit you even if you looked at the ball really. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, uh, it was a, it was a fun defense to watch and it, it instilled some fear in guys. Like you, you'd start seeing their arms kind of down here. So they'd miss catches that, you know, they should have made just because they knew that, you know, Cam Chancellor was going to come down and blow them up. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah. No, when you hear those footsteps and you're on offense, you're like, uh Oh, cause sometimes you'll brace for, you'll tighten the body and brace for impact yep. before the ball is even in your hands, as you know. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, it, it, so as a defender that one of my favorite hits was, and you can't even do it anymore, but, um, <laughs> was a toss to the flat, right? Mm-hmm. Because they had to get it over the D end. So the ball's up. So they're up here. And if you are more of a press corner, which I was, uh, I ran a, a fourth, a four, three, four is, was my 40 time. So I, I, knew, I knew most people weren't going to outrun me. So <laughs> I would play a little more press. And if it was a toss to the flat, I had a free release to come get you. And so if your arms are up here and you have to jump for the ball, I'd place the crown of my helmet right under your shoulder pads and wrap up and drive. And mm-hmm. the best sound was hearing the stadium go, Oh, when you hit the ground. Right. And, uh, and you knew that every, every other catch from that receiver was going to be a little more like, Oh, let me protect myself. Now, obviously right. you can't tackle that way anymore. You can't lead with your helmet or anything, but um, so, you know, I'm old. That was still okay. Yeah. <laughs> then. Well, you know what? I think I'm older than you. I'm 41. So <laughs> I'm 42. 42. Oh, so we're about the same age. Yep. Uh, yep. So yeah, when you and I were playing, man, the rules were, I mean, they're trying to make it as safe as possible. Just sure. a couple more questions. I mean, they're trying to make it as safe as possible. Um, although, you know, I remember those times where even in high school football, they, they outlawed the bull ring. You remember the bull ring? Oh yeah. That was, was kind of, yeah. that was a fun drill. It was, it was, but I mean, the whole point of it was, and, it, and Pete Berg talked about this on the Friday Night Lights commentary when he directed that movie, because he showed the scene of it. He said mm-hmm. they outlawed it now. I think they outlawed it everywhere. They At one point, they outlawed the state of Texas. We never did in high school because, uh, I mean, I went to high school. We both did uh, in the late 90s. So um, I think they outlawed it in like the early to mid 90s. So we barely missed it. But we did have some drills that were kind of close to that. And uh, especially going around the dummies and then hitting the guy and stuff like that. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, but it's very different. I remember, um, I remember one time in, uh, I think it was high school. I was on uh, special teams. I was on a kickoff return. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I was on a kickoff team and they kicked it to a guy who uh, uh, one of my buddies, Dario, he, they kicked it to him and he moved to, I remember he moved to the left side Everybody here, and I remember thinking about this, Bo, as I was running down the field. I looked over, and everybody on the field was covering the left but not the right. I was the only person covering the right. So I knew he was going to come and cut to my side. I'm like, okay, I'll I'll get him. I'm going to get him. So we're both running at each other, and we uh, I thought he was going to cut. So I was prepared to cut with him and <laughs> wrap just ran you over. <laughs> just, yeah, no, no. We both just ran into each other. We both lowered our head, helmet to helmet. Oh, um, I went down. I was seeing stars, sure stars. He had a couple more steps and then went down. And I got up slowly. I remember going back to the uh, to the huddle and I was kind of rocking back and forth. And then one of my buddies goes, 
you know, my last name is Paris. So he goes, Paris, he goes, you all right? And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. But I probably should have sat out from that, oh, yeah. that one play, you know? Oh, for sure. I was seeing stars while I was getting up. Yeah. No, uh, I mean, it, 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 that's definitely very different. Obviously now, yeah. if any of that happens, you are in concussion protocol and, uh, and rightfully so. I mean, yeah. it should be, yeah. uh, cause yeah, I mean, back when we played, it was the, you all right. And you're like, yeah, sure. And they're like, all right, get out there. Get back out there. Chug yeah. it off. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's, uh, so it's very different. And I mean, you know, I remember, um, I had one where it, it semi-pro, um, the fullback for, um, the, this Raiders team. I believe it was the starting fullback for uh, Portland State at mm -hmm. the time. And uh, so he bounced outside and this dude had, you know, probably a, probably a good 80 pounds on me. And yeah. um, but I, I was coming in full speed and he was bouncing around the edge and uh, and we, you know, hit helmets. It actually broke my face mask. Um, wow. And uh so I had to, I came out, got a different helmet and, but that was another one of those hits that, you know, in today's game, they'd have been like, well, let, let's evaluate what happened there. Uh, yeah. Now I was smarter the rest of the game. I made a business decision. I took the legs out anytime he bounced out my way. Cause uh, yeah. that it didn't feel good. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, especially <laughs> that underneath that pile, line. right? What's that? Especially underneath that pile where all oh, those guys are laying on you. We were actually free. So we oh, were really? full speed making contact. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, but yeah, no, from there it was like, okay, like that one hurt. So I'll, uh, I'll go ahead and be smarter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I remember one time in high school, we were playing, we were playing this team. We were playing a away game at this, at this guy's stadium. And um, I dived for a loose ball, a fumble. Mm -hmm. And uh, the guy, I didn't realize there was a guy behind me you know, that was diving with me, jump, mm -hmm. literally dived. I dived in the pile that he dived right on top of me, but he dived right on top of my elbow. Oh. Huge shock from the, um, from the shoulder all the way down. Oh, sure. And, and I remember getting up from the fumble and my, my arm was kind of hanging like this. And I was kind of <laughs> like, I thought it was broke at one point. And then I, and then I, when I hustled off uh, the field to the sideline, I was kind of, you know, uh, clenching my fist. I said, okay, it's not broke. So it's fine. But then, I mean, it's just little things like that, you know? Yep. So, all right, one more question. Um, how do you feel about uh, the new rules in NFL football? Uh, <laughs> so, like, I mean, some of them make sense, obviously. Yeah. Um, the new kickoff rule is terrible for the sport. Yeah. Um, so, the, the new rule uh, for people watching that may not know what it is. So, on a kickoff, if it's fair caught, anywhere behind the 25 it comes out to the 25 same as if it was a touchback and what i don't like about it is you're basically eliminating the kicking game and yeah, yeah. the problem there is you basically get rid of some dynamic players that are primarily special teams guys you end up losing the devin hester's the leon washington's the percy harvins because although they were used in offenses their primary role on the team was as a returner and their offensive production was really just like gadget plays mostly. Yeah. So you basically are eliminating a phase of the game. You're eliminating some really dynamic players. Um, 
and you're going to probably see some really kind of horrible starts to the games because now you're going to see you're probably going to see more squib kicks to see if they can get you know find a way to get you pinned a little deeper or you know that it i like the only thing i like about it is it's a one-year trial so it could go away yeah. uh yeah. that's yeah. the only encouraging part about it it's not a hard fast rule um I, I figure it'll be this year and it'll be gone because it it's a terrible rule and it yeah. gets rid of, I mean, think of how many games change because of a really dynamic return, um, yeah. you know? So yeah, it, I'm, I'm not in love with that one for sure. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I was talking to a friend of mine about it. I was like, so anything uh, behind the 25 is a touchback. He yeah. said, yeah, you know, basically, I said, well, and basically what you were saying, I was like, well, that eliminates any fast break, running game, stuff like that, that yeah. people love to watch. It could change the dynamic of the game. Well, and of course, they're citing uh, player safety, right? Yeah. So they're saying that it would go from a, I forget exactly what the percentage, what they called the percentage, but it was basically going to go from uh, like 30 to 38, you know, percent, like of, like, uh, potential injury or whatever right so like yeah that's not a big enough jump for me to think that you should get rid of a phase of the game yeah um plus it's a bunch of bs anyway because at the end of the day if they were citing player safety you wouldn't have added a 17th game yeah <laughs> i mean yeah. if you're really that worried about it you wouldn't have made the season longer i, I know yeah <laughs> yeah weird that's weird yeah so i don't know uh, Bo, Bo Crouch, thank you so much for coming on the Matthew Paris show. Of course, I enjoy talking with you, absolutely. And uh, of course, you have your podcast too, Football Talk with Bo. Yep, Excellent. yeah. So Excellent. you can find me uh, on Twitter, which my Twitter handle is here on the screen, and then you can find me on YouTube, uh, at football talk. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you so much for uh, coming on to the show. Before we leave, though, before we leave, let's make sure to hit that little subscribe button right down there. It's always a great time here on the Matthew Paris Show. We talk all kinds of sports. We talk some football here with my new friend, Bo. It's uh, it's great. Uh, thank you again, guys. Thanks for watching. You guys have a great time. Thanks, Bo. Thanks again, man. Hmm?